0: No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel. I am. Courtney and Chloe, take Miami. We have reached the finale. How are you feeling? I'm so sad to be leaving. I can't even tell you. I had the best time in Miami, first of all. And second of all, I was very emotional in these episodes.
1: I literally feel like my vacation is over. Like it was me that was in Miami and I have to go back to like the cold north.
0: <laughs> I swear to God, I feel the same way. This was a real roller coaster. And especially these last few episodes, if you are watching with us, you guys know what we mean. It really went from zero to 60 here. year. Beyond so. Also, I feel
1: like such an important note that we have to address in the way that we do this episode is that when we were first talking about how Scott and Courtney like had like unprotected sex and it was like a whole plot line, everyone was like, they probably knew they were pregnant. Like They just wanted to throw that in. I feel like we have to approach this episode based on the timeline they're giving us because it's just so much more fun that way.
0: I always like to do things like that because while we're here, we may as well dive into it. Right. Exactly. Okay. So the way that we're going to do this is it's episode seven and then episode eight, which is the finale. And again, episode seven, fun to watch, not really fun to recap. So we're only going to really touch on the last scene in episode seven, and then we'll get right into the finale and what transpires here because we are witnessing. I just want you all to know within this episode, you will be witnessing our first kind of introduction to Mason.
1: All I kept thinking about when I was watching was like, he's really old enough now. like He
0: could watch this and really comprehend what was going on here. The other thing that I couldn't help thinking about while watching this is it really fucks with your mind when you're watching Courtney and Scott in Miami, finding out, as we will get into in literally 30 seconds, so no spoiler here, that she is pregnant with Mason and Miami has become such a special place for them. And I'm like on my phone and it's Scott with his pink hair at Prime with Amelia and I'm just like, this is so not the life I had envisioned.
1: I know. I can't even get into it. I'm so <laughs> upset now. You just ruined the whole episode
0: for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Stretching. Are you ready? I am ready. Why do I feel like this is the last time we're ever going to do a Kardashian bonus show? Like, we will be here next week. It is certainly not the last time. <laughs> no. like I said, I'm not really going to recap, but basically, kind of what happens here is Chloe has his appearance in Tampa, and instead of flying, they decide that they're going to take a road trip with Jonathan. On the way there, their car breaks down. It's a whole situation. And they end up getting help. I'm sure you guys remember this episode from those boaters on the Everglades. They end up staying the night at their house. But Courtney is like in this random house in the middle of the woods and she's feeling really, really nauseous. And so this entire episode, really the point of it, just is kind of starting to show her pregnancy symptoms. And you have to remember that Chloe has no idea why this is happening. As far as Chloe's concerned, Courtney is just feeling a little under the weather, no?
1: Yeah, she thinks it's food poisoning. Although Chloe's smarter than that. By the second day she was throwing up in the morning, Chloe should have been like, oh shit.
0: I think it's the kind of thing where you're not even allowing that to come into your realm of possibility because you so badly don't want it to be, or Chloe so badly didn't want it to be. Right. So basically, Courtney kind of decides, you know what? I'm not saying anything to Chloe yet. I need Scott to come here. So Scott comes down to Miami. And she's saying that they've had a pregnancy scare before, but nothing really that serious. And she knows in this moment that she's a hundred percent pregnant. She's like, I feel it in my bones. She takes seven pregnancy tests and they're kind of just having this back and forth, pretty honest conversation because Courtney says in her confessional, I don't know what to do or how to feel. I'm pregnant with Scott's baby. And Scott and I aren't officially a couple right now. And Scott says to her, so I'm assuming you're hundred percent positive. This could only be me. And she's like, yes, it could only be you. He's the only person that she slept with the entire time she was down there. And, you know, really what we're seeing here before we get into the main of it, which is the next episode, I think it was that initial kind of shock and initial kind of processing that they were going through together.
1: Can I tell you that, like, I forgot how crazy this was. I guess we had to have known that she was having a baby by the time this episode came out because just like the way the news cycle works – But I was watching it and my only thought the whole time was like, this is reality television gold. You could not pay for
0: this reality television. It's too good. Julie, that is what I mean. The way that they were so – open. Not that they are not now. It was different. It was so different because they weren't this famous. So things didn't have to be done in this very calculated way. It was such a different thing. You could tell at this moment, they are reality stars. They are not celebrities. They are reality stars that are on their way to becoming celebrities. And so they really behaved that way.
1: A hundred thousand percent. Yes.
0: I mean, Scott arriving in Miami, the whole thing, and Courtney says in her confessional at the end of this episode, I was finally in a place in my life where I was in such control over my life and where it was going, and then suddenly this happens, and I just don't know if it's the right time in my life to have a baby. Scott is kind of comforting her, but I think that she has a lot of things swirling, not only in her personal life in terms of like where she's at career-wise and other things, but I think with Scott, in her mind, what she had envisioned was that she was going to bring a child into this world when she was in, I believe, like a quote stable marriage. Obviously, there is nothing wrong with not being in one, but I think that that was her perception. So, what we were witnessing happening was people can often get a little bit disoriented when life plays out in a way that is so different, or at times the antithesis of like the version that they have crafted for themselves.
1: Exactly it was really crazy watching this like happen in real, well, in real time. Yeah. Where she's like, doesn't know what she's going to do. She's the whole episode is her kind of being like, I really, I wasn't expecting this. Me and Scott aren't fully back together yet. Maybe we wouldn't have even gotten back together if this hadn't happened. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you're sitting here watching it and you're like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, I don't know. Why did I get nervous? (laughs)
0: That's how I felt. It's so fun to kind of like forget reality for a second when you're watching this and really just transport back and forget like, you don't know what else was going on and you're living in it because I had this moment of like, what's going to happen next? Are they going to stay together? Is she going to keep the baby? And I find myself like, Mason is 13 and she has two other kids. What is wrong with me?
1: I, I don't know. Like I was literally nervous. I was like, what is going to happen? What are they going to decide? Is Scott going to be on board with this? I'm so nervous about his reaction. I'm so nervous about Chloe's. And then like, I had to check myself. I was like, you know all of this because it's real life. This
0: is all played out already and you're watching it in retrospect. I know. I think it's because you don't really watch reality television.
1: Yeah, it is. that is why. <laughs> this is really the only reality TV that I watch.
0: Yeah. Okay. So next episode, we're really going to get into it. We'll do it scene by scene, but of course we've omitted some scenes that just will add nothing to your life. But the only reason I'm mentioning this first one is because we've seen Chloe after dark and the success of that. And this is kind of the wrap up of that. And so in her confessional, Chloe is saying, you know, she isn't that sad because she feels like this is just the beginning. And she's like, I don't act. I don't sing. Like this is what I do. I talk to people. And she was just talking about how like talk shows and radio shows is really what she envisions in her future. And I know that cocktails with Chloe wasn't a success, but one, revenge body was. And second of all, I do think that Chloe does really well in terms of like her interpersonal communication with people.
1: I think we gotta get her back on something. I think we gotta get her on a podcast, a radio show, something. I think she's hundred percent right. It's her calling.
0: Yeah, there's no way in my view that she would ever do – like just to talk actual here for a second, I don't think she would ever do a radio show because I don't think she would be down for that rigid of a schedule, whereas a podcast, it can be more in her time. I really think she could have an excellent one, far better than pretty much any of the other siblings.
1: I totally, totally agree. I think she would have an amazing, funny, would get the best guests, would be so great with her guests. I really, really see that for her so much.
0: Me too. Well- listen, from our mouth to God's ears. (laughs) If we ever have her, I rephrase, when we have her on, I'm going to ask if she still misses that radio or if when she's watching these or just recalling it, if she ever thinks of like how invigorating that was for her at the time. Obviously, she's done a million things since then, but there is a very different feel to audio than I think to any other medium.
1: I so agree. I can't wait to ask for that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so next scene, they're kind of just packing up because they're leaving. And the Dash store in Miami has really higher success than I think they would have anticipated. And I think for Courtney, she's feeling like she already has the stress of this pregnancy that she and Scott are the only two people that know about. Like the last thing she could handle is the stress of another store or if Miami wasn't doing well. So I think from that front, she feels grateful that it's like something she doesn't really have to worry about.
1: Exactly, yes. I think they said it in that scene where they're like, this is doing better than Calabasas even is. And Courtney says, she's like, I would have opened a store in Miami a long time ago if I had known.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, she couldn't have started it years before because they really needed to build their fame first so that when they relocated, it kind of was like a desired destination.
1: Oh, of course. Although I think there is a part of Courtney and Chloe that likes to pretend that the store is a success on its own. At that time, I think they really, they really wanted to believe that too.
0: I mean, I'm embarrassed to say this, But I remember when they opened Dash in Soho and I actually didn't know that they were opening it that day and I happened to just be in the area, which like, I swear I'm not lying, I really was. And I saw Jonathan pull up, I remember. And Jonathan gets out and at the time, I mean, to me, that was like the biggest sighting in the world. And I even remember after that for, I would say a solid like year, I would walk past Dash and be like so excited. It's so embarrassing to say now. But I really did feel that. And I remember thinking, like, oh my God, do you think they're in there? In what world would they randomly be in the Dash in New York? But it did have that feel that I can imagine people, specifically in Miami, since it was their second location, the excitement that they felt that it was coming to their city.
1: Oh my God, I felt the exact same way about New York. I used to when I went in, I would just like creep around the back to see if they were there. Like I don't know for zero reason other than they would have episodes where they were randomly in the store. And then I was like, what? That could be me. Why couldn't it be me? Also, you're right. It was just, you felt like you were going to see them at any
0: moment. And it was so, so exciting. It, it never was. happened, but it was exciting. I know. It's mortifying to say, but I have, I have no shame, especially with this particular audience. Like these people get us. Isabel met them in, in a dash once. I remember that. In the Miami one, she like
1: told Mason she liked his sunglasses.
0: Yeah. Wow. That feels like another life. I know. So, next scene, Courtney's on the phone with Scott in the bathroom, and she's saying, You know, no, I haven't made a decision yet. Chloe comes in, she's asking who she's talking to, and Courtney tells her, and she's like, What do you mean? How long have you been talking to Scott? And in her confessional, Chloe says, I really need to confront Courtney about Scott. I can't let her make the same mistake for the sixth time in a row. And you see this kind of lighthearted tension that they have that they have continued to have when it comes to Scott, where Courtney's saying, It's really none of your business. And Chloe comes back by saying, and I quote, it is my business because you're under my supervision on this trip and you're really screwing up. Look what's happened to you. You're ruining your life. And in her confessional, Courtney's basically saying that she needs to talk to Chloe about this because she needs somebody to confide in, but she knows how Chloe feels towards Scott. So she doesn't even feel like she can trust that Chloe's opinion on the pregnancy will even be unbiased.
1: Chloe, the the way Chloe was towards Scott was like a little overboard. I know we always talk about this, but specifically in this episode, it was very much like, okay, he's made some mistakes, but it's nothing that's completely unforgivable.
0: It's so unfair. I really don't think it's fair because I understand the feeling of protection towards your sister. But if your sister, who is a grown woman, is telling you, this is what I'm choosing to do, at a certain level, you have to respect their decision. Right,
1: especially when... It's not like her safety was really in question. I can understand that being the case, like a lot of really tough love when you feel like somebody's really, that you love is really, really putting themselves at risk. Courtney was in a situation where maybe it wasn't the greatest thing she could do, but it was just a very typical kind of toxic relationship back and forth. And Chloe's lack of an understanding about that was just continued to be very confusing.
0: Yes. For me, it was almost the lack of tolerance. I felt like there needed to be a little bit of wiggle room. There's nothing wrong with having high standards and holding your sister's partner to a certain level. I am hundred percent a fan of that. And I don't have a sister, but when I think of you, which is the closest thing I can envision to a sister, like I know that I would not look fondly at a man that was treating you in the way that Scott was treating Courtney in terms of like, I would maybe just second guess a little. But if you said to me, listen, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. At a certain point, I have to trust that like your instincts are good enough. Unless, like you said, unless I felt there was actually a real danger here, that was not the case. Exactly. That was so cute also of you. What, it's true. I love you. I know. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I love this next scene, Julie. Me too, I'm so excited. First of all, this is a crew because it's Courtney, Chloe, Malika, and Rob. That's my dream crew. That is the OG if there ever was an OG. I know. And to be clear, I love Kim as much as the next guy. There's something about a Kimless trip in this moment that I was really vibing with.
1: It's a combination of like every player here is just the most amount of fun, but also you know that none of the attention is being shifted off of what is actually important right now and put onto Kim,
0: which right. does tend to happen when Kim is involved. Right, and again- in the earlier seasons, I understand why production needed to do that because she was really the draw. So, as much as people were starting to warm up to and, you know, take I, I think a liking towards Courtney and Chloe, it was still Kim when it came down to it. And so I almost like when she's not in the picture, they don't even have to put any of that on her. I
1: wonder if Chloe and Courtney take Miami was significantly more like successful than they had expected it to be.
0: I think it must have been.
1: I think so too. It kind of gives me the feeling, like you know how I feel about this subject in general, of like a sequel that was secretly better than the original. Like it has like very strong Princess Diaries 2 or Mamma Mia 2 vibes for me.
0: Oh, did you just hit me with a Princess Diaries 2?
1: Yeah, Royal Engagement is better than the first. Honestly, you're not wrong. Oh, I, I, if there's one thing I know for sure about not being wrong in, it's that right there.
0: <laughs> I also, we've said this before, but I I... I think I was feeling it more this episode since it was the closing. It's not that this came from a malicious place at all. But yeah, on a certain level, that must have been unbelievably validating for Courtney and Chloe to say, see mom, see Kim. Like we are successful in our own right. Of course, it wouldn't have happened without the background, but like I just feel for them how cool that feeling must have been.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Okay. So basically it's Scott's birthday and Courtney invites everyone on this boat to celebrate his birthday. She's kind of one really just testing the waters to see how Scott is going to interact with everyone. And they're kind of just conversing. And basically Chloe saying to Courtney, like, don't you feel a little bit uncomfortable? And Courtney's like, no, why would I? And Chloe saying, I don't know. It feels kind of awkward. And I will get into this next part in 30 seconds. But Julie, how hot was this entire scene that's about to happen?
1: Beyond me, hot. Like, I can't handle
0: it. Okay. So Courtney and Scott are laying on the boat and Chloe's kind of on the other side with Rob. And I am sorry. We even saw this in the last episode, I believe. Courtney and Scott, you guys forget the amount of PDA they used to show, not just because I want to make this very clear. I recognize that I'm a little biased when it comes to them because of like how badly I want them together. I swear to God, it's not me being biased. I would think it was a lot of PDA regardless of who we were talking about. I welcome it and love it, but we forget how much they were like that.
1: Yeah, they were like teenagers going at it. Meanwhile, they're like in their late 20s. Well, actually, Scott was younger at the time, so that is a little bit why there was probably extra PDA. Whereas I think if Courtney was somebody – not that Scott was so much younger than her, but if Courtney was with somebody closer to her age, there probably wouldn't have been as much because it feels like more of a Scott thing than a Courtney thing.
0: I think that once you hit a certain age, the age difference in terms of like, you know, 2 to 6 years is not that big of a deal, but I think specifically when it comes to men, at this particular time in his life, the maturity level was I think uh glaringly different.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Although I will say in this episode for Scott, it in terms of handling what was going on, it wasn't glaringly different.
0: No, no, not with the pregnancy. I'm just saying in general, you can tell that like They weren't, I would say, 100% evenly matched.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. Definitely agree.
0: So Chloe's in her confessional and she's saying, what the hell is Courtney doing? She's worked so hard to get over this kebab and now she's falling right back into the same trap. By the way, do you remember how frequently they used to say slob kebab? Oh
1: my God, I forgot. (laughs)
0: Right? That really just brought me back. Really brought me back. Wow. I mean- Julie, they must have said it frequently enough for Chloe to feel confident enough to drop the slob and just go with kebab and feel that the audience would know what she meant.
1: (laughs) You're so right. They really had their own language. It's not as much anymore. I loved it. I loved the way they spoke and I loved picking up on their words and mannerisms.
0: So Chloe is on the other side of the boat with Rob. I know I'm making it sound like it's this giant yacht. It's not, but it's big enough where they can be on two opposite sides. And she's saying to him like, Don't you think it's weird how we're all anti Scott and now we're on a boat for three hours with him and Courtney? Rob's saying, you know, I'm not comfortable, but really, what can I do? And you see them kind of talking about the fact that Chloe feels like Scott knows they're talking about him. And it's just, I don't know if this awkwardness was in her head or if it was really existing, but I did feel a little bit awkward watching it because on one hand, you have Courtney and Scott on the side of the boat. They're so touchy, so feeling, kissing you know, he's touching all over her. And then you have Chloe and Rob so clearly like miserable with this experience.
1: Yeah. It was mostly uncomfortable for Chloe because it was that situation where like your friend or your sister breaks up with their boyfriend and then you talk shit and then they get back together and then you look like the asshole because you spent so much time talking shit about them Mm -hmm. only for them to get back together. And I think that's why Chloe was like specifically uncomfortable because she kind of had to sit there and be like, you know exactly what I think about him. He kind of knows exactly what I think about him. And now I'm
0: going to have to pretend like I don't think that about him. To use a TikTok sound that I think illustrates this moment perfectly, do you want to guess which one I'm going to say? No, what are you going to say? Chloe is the one where it's like, <laughs> should, I, should I sing it or no? It's so yes, I okay. We can cut this if it's terrible. I'm so embarrassed. When she's, the, the sound that's like, don't be try to double back. I already despise you. Yes, yes, right? exactly that. That's her. What a beautiful voice you have. (laughs) I promise you guys I'll never sing again. Please don't yell at me. So we're now panning to Scott and Courtney because up until this point, we've kind of just seen them making out. We haven't really heard any of their interactions. And at this point, Scott's asking Courtney the very legitimate and understandable question of, have you told any of your sisters about the fact that we are maybe having a kid? And Courtney's like, no, because I feel like we shouldn't really say anything until we know for sure if we're going to keep it or not. And Scott, you see, really has this moment of kind of like shock when he's like, what do you mean if we're going to keep it or not? And it pans to Courtney in her confessional saying that Scott seems really shocked that I haven't decided to automatically keep the baby. I was really hoping the answer would come to me, but all I feel right now is anxiety. And they're having this very honest dialogue and Scott says to her, so are you going to talk to your sisters at all or anybody about what you're going to do? Because you, know, you have to try to talk to somebody, you can't just keep it in. And this is when Courtney says in her confessional that like, she can't really hide this from Chloe any longer because she needs, one, honestly, aside from the fact that she feels like a sense of guilt, it was more than that. It was that she really needed someone to bounce this off with. Yeah, totally. Although, and we will get into this in the next scene, Courtney feels like she cannot say the words, I'm pregnant to Chloe. And so this scene ends with her saying, so I'm gonna have Scott do it. And I'm sitting here like, there is no way this ends well. I thought it was a great idea. That was like a you thing to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can't do it yourself, you're still getting the message across. She was there for it. I thought, Honestly, what I thought in the moment, because I forgot how this all went down, I thought Scott was just going to pull her aside and tell her on the boat.
0: If I was Chloe in that moment, not to do the thing where like someone's telling you news and you make it about you, I don't think I would have responded that well to it. Not the pregnancy, but the fact that my sister was sending her boyfriend that like, I don't speak to you to tell me that news. Yeah, of course. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash cbc for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash cbc to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash cbc. So next scene, I want everybody to really brace themselves. We are at Scott's hotel room and in her confessional, Chloe says, Scott and Courtney want to have a private meeting with me. I know Courtney's going to tell me that they're back together, and I actually can't wait for this because I could not wait to tell Scott how I really feel about him. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, Chloe, you have no idea what is about to go down. And she honestly, even with the
1: new information, she just stays on par with her original plan.
0: You're so right. It changed nothing for her. Nothing, nothing at all. Are you having so much fun right now? The time of my <laughs> goddamn life. I know I can tell me too. So, Chloe walks into the room. It's very dramatic. Like I just want you guys to understand how dramatic this feels because Courtney and Scott are sitting on the bed. Chloe walks in and she goes, why'd you guys want me to come? So you can finally tell me that you're back together. And Scott's like, well, that's not really it. I know you're going to think this is probably pretty out of left field, but your sister happens to be pregnant. (laughs) And Chloe goes, you're not pregnant. Courtney's like, yeah, I took 20 pregnancy tests. They all say positive. And this is when, I know I had said previously all hell broke loose. This really in this moment is when all hell breaks loose. No?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm about to do a little bit of verbatim stuff, but I think it's necessary to illustrate to you guys exactly what went down. So Chloe gets up, she's furious and she's like, he is doing this intentionally to keep you. And Courtney misunderstood what she said. So she said back to Chloe, why would I want to do this on purpose? And Scott says to Courtney, no, no, no. She's saying that I tried to do it on purpose. And Courtney's like, why would Scott want to do this on purpose? And Chloe says to keep you around because he's fucked up how many times, and this was a guaranteed way to keep you in here. Guaranteed. In her confessional, Chloe says, Scott is such a snake. He knows he can never get someone as good as my sister. So this is what he does to keep her. He traps her. I mean, it's really escalating. And Chloe says, do you really think you're responsible enough to have a baby? And Scott's like, I will be responsible enough. I will rise to the occasion. She goes, what have you done so far to prove that you're capable of having a child and taking care of another life? And Scott says to her, I don't need to prove anything to any of you. And She goes, you actually do. So far, you have an awful track record. And Scott says, with you maybe, but not with Courtney, she's fine. And Chloe says, with Courtney, no, she's only fine because she's in an awkward situation. It's hard for her to get rid of you right now. Scott goes, it's not exactly awkward. Chloe says, it actually is. You weren't there when she was crying and doing all of those things. And I'm there to pick up the slack that you fucked up for and it's hard. You know what, Court? I'm so disappointed in you. I think it's disgusting, and I think he is disgusting, and I want nothing to do with him. And she storms out. I feel like we need a breather before we get into the next part.
1: Was that Shakespeare? That was like the most dramatic play I've ever been at. I know. I, I really got into character there. You were amazing. What did you think about all of this? Well, the thought process was a little flawed on Chloe's part, huh? Here's how I felt.
0: The part where she said to Scott, do you think that you are capable enough to bring a child into this world? I think that's a very fair question because this wasn't intentional and because he's the first one to admit he hasn't necessarily been the most responsible. So that on its own, I think is a very fair question that you're asking someone when they're in this process of evaluating, because obviously the priority should be, is this child going to be given the best life that they deserve? So that on itself is fine, but one, the fury behind it. And then second of all, I don't know. I, there's something a little bit off to me that your sister tells you they're pregnant and her, your first reaction is to say that this is only because you're being trapped. I, I, I'm i not trying to pretend like I knew what she was feeling in that moment. And I think her reaction just really came out of her. And I applaud that level of honesty, but it was a little bit hard to watch. Forget about Scott. I'm almost less interested in the Scott element. How do you think if you were Courtney, you would have felt by this?
1: Well, I I definitely would have been upset by Chloe Chloe's reaction was just ridiculous especially in a moment where Chloe should have been able to say I know Courtney Courtney's got to be scared to death right now I have to be nothing but supportive even if that means putting what my issues are aside. What I think happened was that Chloe went into this conversation with an agenda and she went in heated and she went in already planned out what she was going to say and the fact that New information came into light was not. She couldn't have been thrown off because she had planned it out so much in her head that the new information only made her angrier rather than giving her the time to reassess what she was going to do.
0: Right. She exactly. She went in with a one track mind. Exactly. Yes. I just. I can't help. As much as I so get where she's coming from, and I know with a hundred percent certainty that it came from such a loving, kind place. I still feel that when your sister sits down to tell you that she is carrying a child there has to be a little bit more calmness and compassion that goes into your response because you're not the main character here, she is.
1: Exactly, yes. This says, in this moment, you have to remove yourself completely. You have to be 100% supportive of your sister. And then if there are other things that you're unhappy with, if you wanna address the situation of, if you're if you want to keep the baby, you don't have to be with the person that got you pregnant. You can do this on your own. I will help you if you want to, you know, have that conversation. That's a later conversation. That's not an in-the-moment conversation.
0: Right, exactly. And I I get it. I I get that her reaction was what it was. And I think that looking back, I'm sure she would not have responded in that way or she would not have been proud of the way she responded. But then again, as much as I I mean, we're here to commentate, so I'm commentating on what I thought at the end of the day. I will always be appreciative of her reacting in her most honest way because that's what got us this television. Oh yeah, definitely. So she storms out and Courtney gets up and she says to Scott, I love you, but she's my sister. Scott's like, no, I I understand. And Courtney goes running after Chloe and Courtney says to her, the reason I'm telling you is that you can be there to help me make this decision. It's not something I want to go through by myself, which I will just say, not that that's like a profound statement, but knowing Courtney and knowing that she's not necessarily the best at communicating her emotions so clearly, even though with Chloe she is, I was so proud of her for just saying exactly the most poignant articulation of what really was going on in her heart.
1: Yeah, me too. That was important for her, I think. Important for both of them to hear.
0: And Chloe says to her, I want you to do what's best for you and what makes you happy. And just because you might have a situation with someone, it doesn't mean you need to stay with him. And that's not a reason why you need to be with that person. And Courtney says... And I know that. And if you don't want to accept mine and his relationship right now, that's fine. I'm not asking for that. I'm just asking you to be a supportive sister and help me make this decision of something hard that I'm going through. And Chloe says, are you going to keep it? And Courtney goes, I mean, I have no idea. We're going to the doctor tomorrow. I need to confirm. I took 20 tests and you know, I'm 99% sure. And this is when Chloe has her moment of redemption when she says, whatever you decide, I'm backing you 100%. I'm not thrilled about who this is with, but it's not my life. This is your life.
1: Thank God she said that.
0: I felt very comforted.
1: Yeah, me too. She needed to say that. She needed to put herself aside for a moment. I mean, the whole situation that like Courtney was the one that had to chase after her was a little weird, but I'm happy that Chloe rose to the occasion a little bit.
0: I think it's also just so weird for us because it's so the opposite of everything that we attribute to Chloe. Yes. Like in what world would Chloe lack the emotional intelligence or the ability to be someone else's rock?
1: Yeah, it was. It was very interesting. It was very off-brand. I wonder if they ever laugh about that still. Like, I I wonder if they're ever like, remember when I told you I was pregnant and you, like, cried and ran out of the room?
0: Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that in that moment, her hatred for Scott came above anything else.
1: I can't believe that she hated Scott as much as she did. I mean, I can based on the situation and based on the way he was to Courtney and her protectiveness of Courtney. I understand all of that. But just based on how they get along and how similar and how much fun they have, it's just so hard for me to even like – even watching it, I'm like, that seems fake because I know how much you guys love each other.
0: Right. Or what I want to say is like, you guys have no idea how much this is all going to change and you're going to do a serious 180.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited for them to start getting along. It's so much more fun when they're like little partners in
0: crime. I agree. So after Chloe leaves, in her confessional, she says – I've been there for Courtney when Scott hurt her and I'll be there for her now. We're sisters, that's what we do for each other. I really don't want her to have an abortion, but that's a decision she's gonna have to make on her own. And Courtney goes back into Scott and they're kind of just debriefing this. And Courtney's saying, at the end of the day, she's my sister, she's gonna be supportive. Scott's like, shouldn't seem very supportive. (laughs) Fair. And Courtney's saying, yeah, but honestly, that's just because of you. And in her confessional, Courtney's saying like, I know with Scott's track record that Chloe right now might not be that down, but I love him and I really don't know what I'm gonna do. And Scott, I think, says the very mature thing of like we've had some issues, but right now this is bigger than that, and we're gonna figure it out. He was a very like level-headed presence in all of this.
1: The whole episode, which was really like shocking and great.
0: Well because I think it he had to grow up really quickly.
1: Yes, very much so. I mean, obviously, we've seen Scott kind of struggle with that whole concept of growing up really quickly. Um, But in this moment, he stepped up the way he needed to.
0: Right. I'm talking about in this one episode, which was probably a course of three days, the fact that in this particular moment, the prospect of being a father was so seriously on the horizon that like you, you, you have to make a choice in that moment. And he did. He didn't last, but it did for this moment.
1: Yeah, he stepped up in terms of that, but also in terms of being exactly what Courtney needed, he really did step up. Like he was patient with her. He was, this is your decision. Whatever you want to do, I support you. Every step of the way, every doctor's appointment they had to go to, like he really did what he needed to do in that moment. And I have to imagine that his reaction made the decision a lot easier for her, a very difficult decision, a lot easier versus had he been not the person she needed him to be.
0: Yeah. And I just want to emphasize, obviously, you should not get credit for doing what a partner in that moment should do. But based on the way Chloe was making it out to be, he really proved himself.
1: Yeah. And based on, yeah, I don't think like, again, it is a lot of the times the bare minimum that we give credit for, but I do think it was an important thing for Courtney to see in that moment. And I don't think it was the bare minimum for her then. I think it was exactly what she needed.
0: I completely agree. I completely agree because I'm talking like, I almost want to take out the technical elements of this of like, yes, of course he should be going with her to the appointments. It was more than that. It was in the moments of her panic. Emotionally, he was able to be there for her. And that's not something that everybody can do. It was clearly the way that he was comforting her was working.
1: Exactly. And which was really important, I think, was like, the freak out that she was having, he just let her have. It wasn't like he was trying to cloud her judgment with his own freak out or his own opinions. Like even in the moment where he kind of reacted to her when they were on the boat and she was saying she wasn't sure what he was going to do and he was kind of surprised. It wasn't a moment where she, or at least that wasn't how it was portrayed, where he was pressuring her or he was inputting his own opinions. It was like a moment of surprise. And then he caught himself and he was like, Okay, still, it's on you to decide, and you need to be able to like talk to who you need to talk to. That's not just me to be able to make this decision
0: right. It was, it was like the opposite of Chloe's main character syndrome, right. So next scene, Chloe and Courtney are at their place. And Courtney's basically telling Chloe that she's been having these really terrible dreams about having a baby and is giving her a lot of anxiety. And Chloe is saying in her confessional, like, It's so sad. Courtney is literally having dreams of crushing her baby. And I feel like I might be some of the cause for that. She says, I think me and Scott fighting all the time is adding more stress and anxiety towards Courtney. So I think I just need to put my issues aside with him and love him while court's loving him. Thank God for that. Huh? I mean, each of these times that she has these realizations, I'm sitting here like, yes, I'm so glad that we've come to that conclusion. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So they're kind of just talking on the balcony. There's this major storm happening and Chloe and Courtney are just talking about this on the balcony. And Chloe says to Courtney, which is the point that I totally agreed with and had thought of like, one of the reasons that she may be anxious on top of the like low level anxiety is because she feels like she's keeping this secret. And that is just hard to, to feel that way. So she's like, you need to tell Kim, you know, you'll feel better. And so they call Kim and they're kind of having this back and forth and Courtney says something like, yeah, my baby bump. And Kim's like, oh no, I have a baby bump. I'm at the gym every day. Like you don't even know. And Courtney's like, no, for real. And you witness the way that that kind of goes down. I'm so happy that we had that conversation
1: like on camera. Right? It, it's the best. There's so It's so funny because I feel like the moments of their lives that are caught on camera – Obviously, it's a reality show. Obviously, there are so many moments, but there are some really special moments and some really special conversations that happen that I feel like I'm so lucky to have on camera. I can't imagine how they feel, even when they react negatively. Like to be able to still have that footage is so special.
0: Honestly, there's nothing in the world that could convince me to ever be on TV or reality TV. However, the thought of being able to pass that down to my children and then also being able to have that footage of like my parents is it's tempting, you know?
1: Yeah. There's something to be said for having your life on camera. I mean, think about think about the fact that when you were little, I have baby videos. My mom videoed every single second of every single day. like it, And they're so funny to watch back on. And we watch them all the time where I'm like, I couldn't imagine if I had this stuff when I was like even older still.
0: Right. That's how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. So – Kim is kind of asking her like, what do you mean? Who's the father, Scott? And Courtney's like, yeah, I mean, we've been hanging out. And Kim's like, do you want to marry him? Do you want to be with him? And Courtney says in her confessional, Kim is the one person in my family that doesn't dislike Scott. I thought out of everyone, she would have been really excited and supportive. This phone call is making me question whether I should keep this baby or not. And Courtney says back to Kim on the phone, I really don't know what to do. And Kim says, you have to follow your heart. You have to figure out what's best for you. Obviously, my first reaction was, oh my God, what are you going to do? But you have to think about what you really want. Did you tell mom? And this is when Courtney says, "Like, I'm not telling her until I know what I'm doing. There, there's no reason. And so that's kind of how they end off. But personally, for me, I felt a sense of relief on Courtney's behalf that she told Kim.
1: Yeah, me too. Can you believe that it's what, 12, 13, 14 years later and <laughs> – we're still asking the same question, which is, "Do you love Scott? Do you want to be with Scott? Do you want to marry Scott?" Like, how have we not stopped asking that question in thirteen years?
0: Yeah, you could put that clip of Kim into our weekly podcast, and it would fit in effortlessly.
1: Every single week, like I know it's
0: so funny. Okay, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back with the real, uh, the real grand finale here. which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. So Courtney and Scott are now at the doctor. And at this point, you know, they're pretty positive that she really is pregnant, but they just want to get official confirmation. And they're sitting in the waiting room talking, and Scott's saying to her, you know, have you thought about what you're gonna do pending on what happens? And Courtney's like, I can't really think about it. And he's like, Well, I mean, you're gonna have to think about it. Do you wanna keep it? And she's like, I don't know. And they're kind of having this back and forth of like, what do you mean you don't know? She's like, Don't judge me. He's like, I'm not judging you. And you can tell that Courtney is just and so understandably so, really, really anxious and really, really nervous. And like, I think that even just being in that office was so intense for her that she couldn't even begin to comprehend the thought of like what this all means. Like she wanted to just go in there and get confirmation and then deal with it.
1: Yeah, you can also see she's like in a little state of denial almost because even though she knows for sure she's pregnant, I mean, she took all those tests, there's still a piece of her that's like, I'm not making a single decision unless I know for absolute, absolute sure, no matter how sure in my mind I am, I'm, I'm still gonna hold on to that little bit of denial.
0: Yeah, that's true. And she says in her confessional, I always said if I got pregnant, I would definitely keep the baby and that it was meant to be. I never thought I would ever consider abortion. I just don't know if this is the right situation to bring a baby into. And she goes into the office and the doctor's kind of just talking with her and they're going through the process. I thought the doctor was very understanding. And when Courtney is asking him questions of like, okay, if hypothetically speaking, I determined that this is not a situation I wanted to or felt it was responsible to bring a baby into. What is the process? And in her confessional, she says, "Like these may not be the kind of questions that Scott wants to hear me asking, but this is my reality and I need to know. And I felt like, I know that isn't this big statement, but I... I was glad that she was doing what she needed to do in the moment and not trying to like protect his feelings because at the end of the day, it's her body. She's the one carrying the child and it's really her decision.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: So the doctor does an ultrasound and they listen to the heartbeat and they see the baby and Courtney in her confessional saying like, She didn't recognize or really understand this process. She didn't think that she was going to be able to go in there and really actually see the baby. She didn't know that there was going to be a sonogram like this. And so you can just tell when you're watching it, there's this overwhelming joy that just floods the room. And Scott says, Do you like what you see? And she goes, Yeah. And he goes, It's our baby. And in her confessional, Courtney says, Oh my God, I'm actually going to be a mom. I have chills. (laughs) It's so special, like being able to witness this and their thought process and just. Yeah, it was really a lot. Also like we know the baby, so that makes it even like crazier. I think also you start to feel a little bit like you and me or anybody watching this, you start to feel old because we know that this is 12 13 years ago and just think you think about how much has transpired in your life as well since then. I wasn't, but I guess I am now.
1: <laughs> I was. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's a uh-huh. whole other conversation then. <laughs>
0: So next scene, they're having this going away party, and everyone's there. It's the Dash dolls, Terrence, Michael Yo, the radio crew. They're having a good time. And Chloe kind of pulls Scott aside in a very bachelor style, almost, no? Yeah, very. It
1: was very like, can I steal him for a second? (laughs) Exactly.
0: And Chloe has this moment in her confessional where she's saying, like, I have to make it a point to be on good terms with him because he's Courtney's baby daddy. And there can't be any hostility in the family. And so she says to him, I know how much you've tried to prove us all wrong and how good you're being to her. And she's always been in love with you. And I've seen how miserable she was without you. I just want you to know, I'm more than excited about what's happening. And they're kind of going back and forth. They have this heart to heart. And she recognizes like the risk that she's taking and trusting him, or at least her perceived risk. But she's saying that, especially given the fact that Courtney's pregnant, like them getting along just needs to take priority.
1: Yeah. And it does need to take priority. Yes.
0: They have this moment when they hug when Scott says to her, you're the best sister I never had. And Chloe says back to him, you're the best brother that I already had, except you have green eyes like me. And they have this cute back and forth about, they hope the baby has green eyes. And Scott says, you know, we're really hoping for a girl because I don't want someone like me popping out, which you could tell was, I mean, he, it was kind of just, he said it in passing, but I think it was a little bit deeper than that. Like I think that once the idea of bringing a child into this world came into His mind, there was a little bit of like introspection or self-reflection about how he felt he behaved as a man.
1: Yeah. And also I really loved that moment because it's especially looking back on it, like Scott literally had a mini him, but in all of the best ways.
0: Well, it's now we know that.
1: Right. But it was interesting that he said that. Not interesting, but like I just felt like in that moment, I was like, Scott's a good person deep down because that was his first thought of being like, I just don't want somebody that ends up like me.
0: Right. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a good person as much as – and not that I don't think he is a good person. I think it was more so this like real moment of having to come to terms with some of his behavior that he had been suppressing.
1: Right. But also like it was a lot of self-awareness in that moment. Like I, I just felt like it was like a moment where it's like, okay, There's some redemption for Scott here. I mean, I know we're going to go through a lot of rough patches with him for sure, but deep down, you know, he wants to be a better person in that moment than he thinks he is.
0: Yes, for sure, and also, and I don't want to get into this conversation because it really, in my belief, was not what was going on here. But I recognize that if you're watching this and you kind of just like stumbled upon this episode, didn't understand the context, there is this little bit of like sexism that goes on when it comes to bringing children into the world, in the sense that. It it does just come from this like patriarchal society where men feel like they have more control over their daughter than they will have over their son. And you could look at it from this angle. I'm choosing not to because I don't think that it was that loaded. But I guess I would be remiss not to at least acknowledge that I could understand that being the perspective. I'm just not choosing to go there with that.
1: Oh, that was a really interesting thought because it's kind of what I thought you were gonna say, but not at all. I thought what you were gonna say was, I think you often see with uh guys who are having babies or guys who want kids or guys who talk about kids who have their own behavioral issues of themselves that they then take that out on the prospect of having a daughter where they'll be like they'll see the way they've treated women and instead of being like I don't want to have a son because I don't want it, that behavior to repeat itself they'll be like I don't want to have a daughter because I don't want my daughter, like I I never want to have like a thoughty daughter. You know what I mean? Like not that I obviously am saying it like that, but like that's a lot of discourse that I've seen like specifically on Twitter where like you'll see a, a video of a girl doing something and like all the whole comment section will guys be being like, oh, please let me have a son.
0: Yes, and that's disgusting and I fucking hate that. And if that was how I felt this was going on, I would have a lot more to say, but I did not view it that way at all because he was wanting a girl because he was so... I'm going to go as far as to say ashamed of some of his own behavior, but yes, that's a whole other conversation. And I really hate that. And that goes into like a much, I mean, we could snowball that, which we're not going to right now, but we could snowball that into a whole dialogue about like the um, level of ownership that men feel over daughters and just women in general.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the whole, that was actually what I thought of when Scott was like, I hope it's a girl because I was like, that is so not, the typical discourse that you see from a lot of guys who aren't exactly mature yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, don't think we're giving him credit for saying that. No, no man should ever be like, Oh God forbid I get a daughter here, but I'm just saying like, it does happen. Right. Exactly. Yes. So last scene, they are at the airport. They're going home. And I think they both are kind of reflecting on Miami and just recognizing how not only much more fun it was, but also how transformative it really was for both of them. And in her confessional, Courtney's basically saying that it turned out different than she'd expected, but she's not sure if she's ready to have a baby, but she really does feel like everything happens for a reason. And this was put into her life for a reason that she may not know in the moment. And the producers flash back to a clip of Courtney and Scott in bed when she's saying to him, I didn't plan for this to happen. And he's like, I didn't either, but we can't change what's meant to be. And we end it with a real cliffhanger when Chloe says like i just want to get back so that courtney can tell everyone and you see chloe there saying like she's in shock she's like i can't believe i'm going to be an aunt our family will never be the same and now when i think of the kardashians it is so synonymous with how big their family is because of all of the nieces and nephews and so this really was the beginning of all of that
1: it really was it's like so exciting to look back on i'm so upset that we don't have her telling chris on camera
0: does that happen in the next season or no? I don't think so. Because
1: remember, we start right off with the wedding. Yeah, that would be phenomenal though. That would have been a crazy episode. If they both came in, they were like, we have news. And Courtney was like, I'm pregnant. And Chloe was like, I'm getting married. Could you imagine? I, I Nothing in this family would surprise me. And I could imagine, but I couldn't imagine at the same time. Yeah, same.
0: This was such a good series to recap. I miss Miami so much
1: already. Did we not have the best time? The best time. I genuinely felt like we were there until I like looked in the mirror and saw that I was still pale.
0: I know. If you're listening to this wherever you are, if you're in your car, if you're at home, if you're doing laundry, if you're hiking, I don't even know if you're at work. Whatever you are, I hope that this was able to provide a little bit of fun and lighthearted escape to your day because it really was for mine. Yeah, me too. Okay, well we love you guys so much. Isabel and I will see you on Friday for our Bravo episode. And just thanks. Thanks for doing this with us. We love you so much.